There's nothing worse than sending a crypto transaction only to discover that you've made a mistake. It's challenging enough as you're clenching your sphincter waiting for a transaction to land, but making a mistake is like double clenching. What if there were an undo button that would make it a bit more relaxing and unclenching to transfer your crypto? According to Asaf Naim of Karobo, that's exactly what their wallet does. We'll discuss this new clench relieving tech with him today, and we'll cover some of the latest news from the crypto and blockchain world. Sir Lord Travis is freshly back from NFT.NYC. We'll find out if he minted anything special while away on our you can undo crypto transactions but you can't unhear this episode number 563 of the bad crypto podcast five four three two one Welcome back, Sir Lord Travis Wright, and welcome all of you to the Bank Crypto Podcast. How was New York? Okay, I just unclenched. All right. <laughs> you feel better? Yeah, clinch relieving is good. Uh, uh, you know, I feel pretty good. Uh, I just got back last night, uh, flew to Kansas City, and uh, picking up my daughter, heading to Puerto Rico tomorrow. And uh, so here for a day, and I said, hey, let's make show, make show, make joke. Uh, New York, New York was great, man. It was wild seeing, um, you know, Times Square all lit up with NFTs all over the place. Seeing our face on 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 the on the big Times Square banners had a little NFT of myself up there that they put up. Pretty crazy, man. Had a great conference. Uh, met a lot of great people. I was on stage a lot. I think I was on stage about eight. Well, I mean, over eight hours worth of work for the most part uh, over two days, and gave a keynote and uh, got to meet some awesome people. Probably would have met more people if I wasn't on stage so much and had to try to preserve my voice. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. all right. So if you go, so you go to those parties and the parties are like, look at all these amazing people and look at the decimal volume here. That's impossible to hear anyone. <laughs> right. And so you um, got to yell, and it's like after a while, I'm like, all right, I can tell my. I can tell it's too loud. I got to get out of here. Well, you also gave it a keynote and it's my understanding that you rocked the house. So we need to get a copy of that. And I think that we should uh, we should put that up on the channel. Maybe. I mean, there's enough audio for it. Maybe we should just play it on uh, on the show. Uh, we could potentially do that. Yeah. Kind of talking about our uh, venture, how, how we've gone so far. Uh, I think they were recording them, video recording them after all. They just the cameras were just not in plain view like normal. But nice. I guess they they were able to sell them. So I did a keynote on the, on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday I was on stage and did a five minute sort of intro on the main stage, talking about what we've done, where we've gone, what we see, and then what's happening next. And uh, kind of you know what my my whole point on this is like you know. You know, blockchain heroes is all about, you know, defeating the centralizers, right? Like there are a group of when we started it, here are 50 heroes that have helped really sculpt and create this blockchain universe that we're in. And, you know, they're, they're heroes. They're helping make the world a better place. And I said, you know, we've been conditioned in pop culture to believe that Avengers and Superman and Batman and Spider-Man, these guys are all going to come save us. Wonder Woman, they're coming to save us. There are no superheroes in the world. There are only supervillains, right? There's people like Klaus Schwab out there and, and these elite banking families that really control most everything. And so the people that are in that room and the people that are listening to this podcast, you guys are the heroes that we need. So all of us are the ones that have to, you know, really uh, pull our pull our boots up and, and do good things. 
to help inspire and change the world. Because if not, our kids are going to be left with this authoritarian technocracy uh, powered by social credit scores and centralized crypto that they can shut off at any time and ban you and stop you from traveling and stuff. I and mean, it's crazy where, where we could be headed. And so I just gave a pretty positive, uplifting thing about we are the heroes we are looking for. So let's do good stuff in the words of Mr. Joe Kahn. I dig it. Well done on, on living that, Sir Lord Travis Wright. And we want to give a thank you to our sponsor at change.finance. They're paying over 7% APY on Bitcoin. That's honestly, I think that's more in Bitcoin than I've seen anywhere. They've got an entire buffet of DeFi bank products all in a mobile app. They've got a, a, a decentralized exchange like Uniswap. It's right there on your iPhone. It's easy to use, great user interface. They've got staking, farming, liquidity pools, and automatic multi-chain wallet management. It's a big deal. Go check it out at change.finance, C-H-A-I-N-G-E, change.finance. And got a great show for you guys. We've got an interview with the CEO of Corobo talking about the crypto undo button. But first, let's talk about the news for this week. I'm stamping the show for November the 4th, 2021. It is 3.20 p.m. EST. It's actually AST here in Puerto Rico. It's Atlantic Standard Time, which when uh, everybody else does time change, Puerto Rico doesn't. So right now you're in KC we're one hour ahead of you here, but when the time change happens, we're two hours ahead. So that, you know, it's like the rest of the world changes, but we don't. Yeah, no. And that's good. And, and the rest of the world temperature changes and in Puerto Rico, it, doesn't. it does not. It's beautiful. It's pretty much 80 degrees almost every day, give or take three or four degrees. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, it's never, very rarely is it even in the seventies, except at nighttime. At night, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it in the sixties, at least in Lukeo where I'm at. No. No, that that does not happen. I so, love being in New York, man, where I could rock a hoodie. Nice, I enjoy. To, I went to the VIP dinner in a hoodie, and uh, and I was like, because I can wear a hoodie because it's too damn hot in Puerto Rico to wear. I haven't wore and worn a hoodie in six months. I was like, shorts time. and t shirt, man. That's that is my life. Shorts, t shirt, and flip flops, uh, yeah, which makes laundry to... really easy. So the crypto market cap, the next big milestone is three trillion, but it's currently sitting at two point eight trillion and change bitcoin 61102 ethereum 4467 binance coin 550 dollars tether a dollar solana flipping cardano and polka dot at 240 dollars cardano a buck 98 polka dot 5342 xrp a dollar 18 dogecoin 26 cents and the usd coin one dollar right underneath it falling out of the top 10 Shiba Inu down 39% over the last seven days. And we'll talk about why here in one of our news stories. Any big winners for the week, Trev? Yeah, I'm looking at the, you know, actually, you know, yeah, let me get to the winners real, real quick. And then we actually did a video uh, four or five days ago talking about some of the research things that I do to find different cryptos that you might want to go check out our YouTube channel to take a look at that. Normally, when we talk about different projects, um, you know, and when we say, hey, which these projects were the biggest movers of the week uh, in the top 100, right? So so check this out. In the top 100, the biggest winner of the week was Sandbox. Mm-hmm. Number two, Decentraland. Mm-hmm. Sandbox up 254% this week. Decentraland up 231%. Amazing. Those things went on a terror a few other ones, Arweave is up 72%, Amp up 69%, Cadena 
KDA token of 57%, the basic attention token, finally back in the top 100 uh, at 48% up. And check that out, Joel. That's the number 98 token, and it's worth $1.4 billion. All 100 tokens in the top are over a billion dollars. And it's been like that for a couple of weeks. We've not actually mentioned that. Like number 100 is Ravencoin, $1.4 billion. So, so let's see like how far down we have to go. If I go to page two, I get all the way to number 119, Bancor, before we fall under a billion dollar market cap. That's insane. Like, I'm curious to look at history. I know that um, coin market cap does history well. Does uh, do they do? Can you can you find history here on um, CoinGecko? I don't know if we can find the top 100 and when the, when all 100 was a, a billion or not. But I noticed it about three weeks ago was when I first noticed it. Well, what I'm really curious is what it was a year ago. So I'm going to uh, do the unspeakable here and go to Coin Market Cap to look at this. And boy, they've changed their site a lot. Yeah, well, Binance bought it, right? Binance bought it. There's all kinds of other things. There's news happening on top. There's tutorials. They're pulling in all kinds of other data. I don't even know what to what to think of this. I don't know how to find the historical data anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, while you're looking for that, what I want to say is on CoinGecko, they've opened up a couple of things on here and they have the top main navigation, but they also have that lower navigation where it says portfolio coins, recently added large movers, categories, and you can actually create your own custom tabs, right? With your own projects in there. And um, the uh, what's, what I find is really handy is those categories. Clicking those categories, you can identify the individual ones, individual areas, like, for example, I'm going to look down here again. Play to earn, when we were talking about originally, went down, it was at 31. Now it's moved up to number 30 overall in the uh, uh, overall market capitalization. And it's about to go, I think it probably by the end of next week, it could be in the top 25, potentially, mm-hmm. just based on how much of things are moving in here. So taking a look at these different categories is so huge because you can say, all right, oh, uh, who are all the NFT projects right now? And NFTs have moved up to number 12, the top category. Here's the top 10 categories. Smart contract platforms, exchange-based tokens, decentralized finance, stable coins, Binance ecosystem, uh, centralized exchange tokens, the Solana ecosystem, the Polkadot ecosystem, meme tokens, and the Polygon ecosystem. And you can click on those and you'll see all these other tokens that are related to those particular categories Scroll down to number 12, non-fungible tokens. We cover these on the NFT show, the Nifty show. Uh, Joel does now with Zach. And uh, and so you can go in and see which tokens are doing what, how much market cap they have, where they're going, where they're, how they're growing. Axie Infinity up to $9.4 billion. Holy let's, shit. Uh, let's embed this video that we shot into the show notes. Aaron, I've got that in there for you. So you guys go look at the show notes for today. Badco.in forward slash 563. And Travis, I'm sharing my screen with you so you could see we're looking at coin market cap here from November 1st of last year um, when Bitcoin was 13700 But look at this, Ethereum. $396. It's it's yeah. what, 12, uh, 11X now? Um, mm-hmm. In the top 10 was still Chainlink. Uh, Litecoin Finance was, was 28 bucks. Are you shitting me? Look, look at this. Yeah. Polkadot was 420. Polkadot went up 10X, but, but, but Binance went up 20X. 
Cardano went up even more. What's Cardano? Oh God, like a buck ninety eight. It's twenty x yeah. on that. Uh, no, it EOS, was not, it was, that was not. What'd you say? A buck ninety eight? No, that yeah, was. Is, isn't Cardano like a buck ninety eight now? Oh no, it's like two bucks now or something. Yeah, but it was like less than ten cents. Yeah, it was less than Crazy. ten cents at the time. And um, Crypto.com coin was eight cents. It's like thirty now. Stellar was seven cents. It's like thirty four. So this is just a year. Yeah, but look, okay. the top twenty-one were a billion, a billion dollars or more. Now, uh, almost a hundred more tokens are worth a billion or more. Just a year, Travis was was Solana even um, a thing? It, it Solana it, was a thing, but remember this: Solana even in January was like a buck. Here we go, Solana, a buck sixty a year ago, and yeah. it's at it's at what right now? Two fifty something. Woo! Yeah. Some people are making some some mad mad profits on this. So yeah. let's take a look at, at the news and see what's going on here in the uh, the crypto sphere. Um, apparently, Bitcoin is also getting hit by the supply chain crisis, according to the story on MSN.com. The China crypto, <laughs> China crypto crackdown, the China's crypto crackdown and COVID-19 have crypto crack crap down. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently the cost of a Bitcoin mining computer has tripled since all of this stuff has happened. It's harder to get machines, um, you know, from one location to another. And the cost now for an order, which was around $3,000 before is now $10,000 a machine. So everybody's getting pounded by the uh the covid lockdowns and apparently the the china ban has uh, has made for uh, expensive bitcoin mining well that's what happens and, and then now they're thinking about oh well maybe we're going to actually um reverse the ban well maybe we won't well i think we made a mistake it reminds me of uh you know uh, what's the, what's the dude on arrested development uh the glue starts with a g what's his name job Job, yeah, I've made a huge mistake. That's how I can think that that China's like they're like, oh, we've made a huge mistake stopping this banning banning this Bitcoin stuff. Oh no! And so, uh, yes, yeah, it cracks me up. Uh, there's, you know, what are they going to do? Like they were the biggest ones in the world for mining, and they said, nope, we're going to do. It. So, what do we think is going to happen here, Joel? I think, think they were the biggest Juans in the world. Um, not Juan here in. Puerto Rico. That's a different Juan, the a Chinese Juan, different things. The, I think that they're going to unban it and then because they can't ban it again, unless they unban it. Okay. That's really good. <laughs> that's really good. I like that. You got to unban it so they can ban it again. Right. I'm gonna... we, we like it. We don't like, I don't think anybody cares anymore. Uh, it, it, it just doesn't matter. And Bitcoin is honey badger. It's shown that it don't care. And uh, anytime China shoots itself in the foot, it's good for the rest of the free world. So I'm good with that. Uh, the, the analysts, at least some analysts are saying that Bitcoin could retest $55,000 and Ethereum and the rest could follow. Of course, uh, you know, we hit 64,000 um, just a, a couple days ago, and now we're down to about 61. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down, whatever. We're, I'm so unfazed by it. And meanwhile, those who believe are stacking sats. Those who believe are stacking sats. I just... So I, I want to cover this here real quick, just because it amuses me. So um, on CoinGecko still, right? So there's a there's a button there in that secondary navigation that we were telling you about. They recently added the large movers, the categories. 
large movers. I've clicked in large movers, Joel, mm -hmm. and up 268% today is MAGA coin. <laughs> and uh, with a billion, with a billion, of the, I was just looking at it and I was just laughing. There's like, what? Crypto bonus miles is up 4,200% today. Like, that's what's fun. It's like, if you watch that video, Joel reference, it's on the show notes. Like, I'll pay attention to which coins have been recently added. And it'll show you something really cool about the holder change, how many holders there are of that particular token. And then when it was joint, when it was added. And then you can see the large movers were like, right now, CoinGecko is, is showcasing 10,326 tokens. When we talk about, oh, this coin was up 200%, those are in the 100, right? But the top 10,000, this will show you all of that. So there's, you always get in there and, excuse me, you always get in there and see some funny stuff there. Like, ooh, the Wolverine token just popped up. And look at the volume. Some of these have lots of volume, like millions of dollars worth of volume. So you can see all these people who are in Sheeb. The price of Sheeb's going down. People have gotten out of Sheeb. And they're all looking for the next Sheeb right now. And they're making bets, Joel. And they're going, oh, I got all this shitloads of money from this shit coin. Which one are we piling in next? And if you pay attention, you can find it. So pay attention and find yeah. it. And don't depend on us to find it for you because... We are not financial advisors. We're fun. Uh, We're fun, Angel. Yeah. So will Bitcoin go back down to 55? I don't care. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Crypto goes up. Crypto goes down. And, and we're in this for the long haul. Uh, there are many that are of the same sentiment that the biggest run is yet to come. And so you always have to see pullbacks in order for that rubber band to stretch so that when we go to the moon, we go parabolic. And uh, we're watching November and December of this year we're just at the beginning of november so many are saying buckle in i'm not saying that well i just said it but i was saying it somebody else mm -hmm. actually said it if crypto goes down to fifty-five thousand, it's on sale always remember the 5th of mm -hmm. november mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so google has invested a billion dollars in bitcoin futures provider cme group that's alphabet of course not actually google but um they've uh, they've invested money in this to transfer their core trading systems to the cloud. Yeah. So something that looks to me like I'm looking at this and this seems a little fucky to me. A couple of reasons is, you know, the CME is the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. I believe in some way they're, they're responsible, if I'm not mistaken, for the, the, it's like for every ounce of gold, there's like 500 paper ounces of gold and for or silver for every, I don't know what it is. It's like for every ounce of silver, there's like 200 to 500 X of that gold. I don't know, remember which one it is, but gold and silver, there's so much more paper, gold and silver than there are real gold and silver. And I think CME is one of the ones that has something to do with that. But they were taught what really got me triggered when I was reading this is that um, the company, uh, the CME has been facilitating deals for multiple giant institutions, including the world's largest asset manager, BlackRock. So CME is in bed with BlackRock doing a lot mm -hmm. of stuff. BlackRock is probably, if you dive into the the um, the origins of BlackRock and who's behind BlackRock, we're talking about all those big global elite families are stakeholders in BlackRock. And they're buying up assets all across the world. They're buying up entire subdivisions, in some case, pay, paying two to three times the price of the house, of what it's worth. Because they, I think... It, it goes back to this whole thing with the, uh, you know, uh, the whole great reset. Like you'll own nothing by the year 2030 and you'll be happy. Uh, their BlackRock is the one that's facilitating the you'll own nothing part. And they have multiple trillions of dollars in assets. 
And one of the biggest, most important companies in the world that you very rarely hear about in a negative tone because they're so influential and they're so wealthy because they have all these back these, these people behind them. So Google investing in Bitcoin futures with CME, that's a big red flag for me that this, there's going to be something really fucking going on with these Bitcoin futures that I don't like. If they're tying in with BlackRock and some of this other stuff, to me, huge red flag. I don't know yet. I've not fully dove down that rabbit hole. But I don't like that. The uh, the red flags here on the beach mean that there's riptide and you have to be aware of the current. So I guess that's kind of metaphorical, right? Okay. Red flag. Really warning. I mean, it really is relevant. I appreciate it's a warning. It. Uh, yep. So there you go. Meanwhile, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about Blocktopia. This is a new metaverse that is it's going to be a skyscraper, a decentralized metaverse skyscraper. where You'll be able to get property in land within this skyscraper and lots of uh, companies are planning on joining um and right now kucoin has announced that they are going to launch an office inside blocktopia so i don't know when blocktopia actually goes on sale but i know the coin's been doing really well yeah i don't know when blocktopia goes on sale. we did have a conversation with somebody who's working with those guys over there we need to circle back around on that because it seems to me that blocktopia is uh could be a really big winner and it went all the way up to it went all the way up to eighteen cents, and now it's sitting at around nine cents. So that's a nice, pretty substantial pullback on that thing. If KuCoin and some of these other people, I know they just got listed on Gate.io as well today. So some other stuff is happening with them. Keep an eye on Blocktopia. They got some pretty big people behind it, and, and uh, you know the market cap is still pretty low, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. Well, we are keeping an eye on it, indeed. And KuCoin is jumping in the uh, Cash App has changed their terms of service so that if you are now as young as 13, you can use it. And that means that uh, teens might soon be buying Bitcoin through the app in the very, very near future. And you know they will, right? This is Cash App is developed by Square, which is Jack Dorsey's company. Yeah, of course they will, right? And especially if they are popping off and, and offering the meme coins, right? If they can get it. And that's one of the things, like when somebody launches a coin and it's worth 0. 0.0000 whatever, people get excited about that because, oh, I can buy a whole bunch of it and feel like I'm, I'm doing good. And then even if the market cap is still pretty high and that price is less than a penny, psychologically, people think it's a great opportunity. That's why when some people are launching tokens and they're like, yeah, we're launching the token for a dollar, two dollars. We, we were advising one company and uh, I was advising them, uh, the Nifty token. And they're like, we're going we're gonna to sell it for $10 a token. I'm like, what? Yeah, we're launching five mi- million, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow. People are going to look at it and go, wow, it's already $10. The opportunity has gone. They're not going to look at the market cap and see that the market cap is really small. Most people don't. They're not that advanced yet, right? Most people aren't really savvy when it comes to looking at charts and understanding what all this stuff means. So it's like, so I convinced them to go ahead and, you know, kick it down to 10 cents and then just create more tokens. And then now the tokens are like 80 cents. And so just be smart about how when you're launching, there's psychology, you got to take into into play what people are going to do. The psychology of people are important. And if you come out, like, that's like when some of those tokens are like, like, oh, we only have 21,000 of them and, and their tokens, $18,000. Well, like nobody's going to buy any of that. I might buy a portion of it. They might play around a little bit, but they don't want to have 0. 0.000 of something. They want to buy something that's 0. 0.000 something and watch it grow into to the moon, right? Uh, at least that's my perspective. It's not, that's not science. So have you, uh, you've heard of Squid Game, right? I've heard of it. I have not watched it. 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting watch. I mean, it's not the Did best show. It? It's, yeah, I watched it. We watched it from it's, uh, I think, eight episodes of it. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, it's Korean. So their subtitles are overdubs. It's actually better to watch it with the subtitles because the overdubs just they, they sound stupid. Um, anyway, there was a token that uh, came out on Binance Smart Chain called Squid, and uh, it's huge rug pull huge rug pull they took really? three, three million dollars from investors yeah. instantly there was actually a guy that was streaming and he saw the chart go boom to zero instantly and he freaked out and uh, binance is going to go after the scammers according to this piece on cryptopotato.com that does not proof their articles binance wants scammers to, pl- to yeah. pay what's a scammer scammer, scammer? Two M's. just run you know, a spell check on your damn articles, potatoes. Just install Grammarly. Uh, anything. Like, but anyway. Don't uh, be a Binance, scammer, Joel. Quit scamming me. Binance scamming says our listeners. going to get away with this. They're going after them. I don't know how to go after them. But if you look at the chart, so scroll down the article and you'll see the chart on PooCoin. And it's like green, 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 green. It goes boom. It goes up. And then instantly. The rug is pulled, all volume gone. Dude, that rug was pulled in two hours. It started off at about 4.30, it looks like. Boom, boom, boom. 4.30 in the morning, whatever time this is. And it went boom, 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 boom. Shot way up, and then boom, sold out. And that thing, it's launched at 3, and by 6.05, they were done. Three hours, $3 million. That's not That's not a bad day's work, Joel. Just be careful where you put your money, gang. Do mm-hmm. do your research and due diligence and understand that when you invest in shit coins, um, you know, the you might be walking into a casino where they're like, thanks for your money. They kick you in the cojones and and leave. And that's it. And you're you're left with nothing but ow, ow, it hurts. It hurts so much. Mm, it hurts me in my feels, hurts me in my pocketbook. Yeah, be careful. So whenever you're looking at those. Those shit coins on the recently launched ones, right? On on CoinGecko, a lot of those could, those are probably going to be scams. There's opportunities to make some money on those if you're quick and out. They're not; those are not hodls. Those are normally not long-term hodls. What I typically do, which is not financial advice, but I'll buy one of them, and if I double my money in there, then I'll pull out my original investment and just let the rest roll. If it turns into something, it does. If not, no harm, no foul, right? So that's how I look at it. I try to get my initial investment out as soon as possible. Uh, it would make sense. Sometimes that's to my detriment. Like with Block, when I bought Blocktopia, I got my original investment out. And then that thing ended up going from, you know, a few cents all the way up to 18 cents. And I lost, you know, actually a couple hundred thousand dollars in gains because I sold too soon. So you but, lost gains. Well, yeah, just I lost potential gains, unrealized yeah, gains, unrealized. So we should tax you on those. <laughs> you know what? They, they really should because uh, but they should also they should also give me tax. Uh, benefits from the 55 Bitcoin that I lost so I can have those, I can Mm -hmm. defer those losses. Mm -hmm. Why not? So uh, down under, Australia's largest bank is going to offer Bitcoin services to customers. The Commonwealth Bank of Australia or ComBank, C-O-M-M Bank. I'm going to uh, sue them for uh, trademark violation. What? You have your own bank? On my name. They've not given me any slice of the pie. But, uh, you know, go read the article. If it interests you, the bottom line is that Australia wants to become crypto friendly. They're not exactly friendly to their citizens right now, but they do want to be crypto friendly. And uh, it's just more evidence of mainstream adoption. And congratulations, crypto potato. I see no typos at first glance. This this is such a scam. 
it's a it's a scheme. So we mentioned earlier that Sheeb has mm-hmm. fallen dramatically, and this is why. Um, and I remember seeing this on Twitter yesterday or maybe late night before. I think somebody and maybe in one of our groups that were in here in uh, Puerto Rico may have posted it when as soon as it broke that apparently a billionaire whale moved two point three billion dollars worth of sheep to four different wallet addresses. And so, you know, the question is, are those where are those going? Are they going to, um, you know, in exchange? Are they planning on selling them? Because if this person sold um, their sheep, that's it. Sheep's done. Like it, w- it would plummet and there would be nothing left. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the problem with these these shit coins and these do- shit, dog shit coins is that, uh, you know, there's these big whales that got it, got in early that have been pumping it. And that, what is it? How many was that? One hundred, 10 trillion made it, made it four transactions of 10 trillion each transaction, $586 million. Holy shit, dude. That no, is no, so b- much. B- billion, like, not trillion billions. No, no, no. What's she, trillion? He made four, he made four transactions of 10 trillion sheep each. Oh, 10 trillion sheep. Right. But uh, I thought you said dollars. So no, this no, no, guy, no. each transaction was worth 586 million. This so, guy bought $8,000 of sheep last August. That was worth 5.7 billion. He owned 16% of the market cap and he sent the sheep off to different wallets. Uh, I don't know if he has sold, but the original wallet still holds over 1.8 million of sheep. So good, good job. I, I want to 1.8 million of sheep. That's nothing in the original. Oh moment. yeah. Nothing. I want to stumble into one of these Trav. I want to, I want to spend, you know, a couple grand on some coin that a year from now is worth a billion dollars. That would be fun. Yeah. Well that dude, so, so paid, paid $8,000 of sheep in August worth $5.7 billion at the high 400 days spending $8,000 and turning it into $5.7 billion. They said he owns 16% of the market cap. Mm-hmm. And then he divided that out and sent $2.2 billion out to different wallets. That's exactly what he should have done. Get out of it. If I found out that I had spent 8,000 and turned it into that, I'd probably be pulling some of that out there too. Right. I, You'd be I, the most hated person though. Cause like you, <laughs> you kill the market completely. That's well, that's, you, you, that's the whole thing is that most people when they're whales is they don't go in and just, dump them all at once right they they'll a lot of times they're used they're they're sophisticated enough to use those micro trading bots to kind of arbitrage different exchanges so they don't manipulate the price too much and they're selling a little bit at a time if he went and tried to drop 10 trillion uh tokens on on different wallets and trying to sell that then that's ridiculous he probably should have just moved a little bit but people were paying attention to that wallet but you know you know on etherscan people had that wallet set up uh or, or bsc scan they had that thing set up which i don't even know was is it ETH? Is it on? Is it on ETH? Shiba? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, it's an yeah, Ethereum. It's on, yeah, it's on ETH. So they'd be looking on EtherScan, and you can get alerts to certain wallets. So once they found that this address had that in, they just tune that in, and EtherScan will give you alerts. Like there's some wallets that I'll pay attention to, so I want to know what coins or what NFTs are going in and out of that wallet, right? I got out of my Shiba, but I'm still holding Bone. Uh, which is on shibaswap.com. A friend of ours mm-hmm. turned me on to it, and I've been uh, burying my my uh my bone and it's yeah. earning something or other and you know we also mentioned earlier how the metaverse is taking off the biggest gainers for the week are the sandbox and decentraland well that's because people are jumping in to the sandbox they just completed a 93 million dollar 
funding round and sand has rallied 393% in the past two weeks. And it's no wonder if you look at the partners that are jumping on board over 165 of them so far, including Snoop Dogg, the walking dead Smurfs, dead mouse care bears, and many more own land in sandbox. And I too, though I'm not listed in their, um, Mm-hmm. Their tweet here, I own a two by two. I own four squares of sandbox from the original Genesis um, nice. land sale. I own four, uh, but they're like near each other. They're not all in the same place, but I got them all close. I think it's a good it's a good uh, play. I don't see how you lose on the metaverse, especially when you have all these big names that are jumping into it. Yeah, it's kind of an idiot for not buying more sand, though. I, I, you know what I kept thinking about? I should buy more sand. That's like 70 cents. On, it was 70 cents on October 27th. Now it's $3.45. Folks, if you're not paying attention to this space, you are missing out on so much. If you're sitting on sidelines and you're not paying attention more, you need to be because people like generational wealth is happening right now. Like, it's ridiculous. So hopefully, you know, get your friends, especially Thanksgiving this year got to tell people about this shit because like this is life-changing stuff for a lot of people somebody's life just got changed right now because of what you said it's true so we've discovered that i think there's maybe five six levels of i think there's probably six levels of crypto maybe seven there's probably are first level is you get in crypto you get a coinbase account right you get started you start figuring it out and you get, you get on there, you buy a little bit of Bitcoin, you start understanding how it works. Next level two is maybe you get your MetaMask, right? You get your Ethereum wallet set up and you got your MetaMask going. Now you can connect to other things. You could go and connect to OpenSea and some other stuff and do some things. Uh, I think level three is, oh, I can take my MetaMask. I can add Binance Smart Chain on here. I can add some other channels to my MetaMask. Right. Oh, I can do some. I can. I'm really getting good with my NFTs, and now I can swap. I can do swapping on Pancake Swap, and I got the Uniswap thing figured out. Maybe level four is like, oh, I got this DeFi thing all figured out. I'm staking my things. I'm doing this. I got my private wall. I got my 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 hardware wallet. I got my keys all squared. I'm squared away. And then level five is you move to Puerto Rico. I think it's like you have these huge gains. Level six is probably you get a yacht in Puerto Rico. Level seven is like, you know, you own the mining equipment that like you're like Jihan Wu level type or something. I don't know. Uh, it's the levels of crypto right there. So like your family's got to start out to get the Coinbase. Then they get into the MetaMask and just let them have baby steps along the way. And then you too will move to Puerto Rico. And this is not Puerto Rico advice, but it kind of is. I mean. Why not? I mean, it's nice here and there's a lot of smart people here. Travis, here's a sports ball story. Would you like to cover this about Kevin Durant? Yeah, I just noticed this over here and I was going to talk about it and notice it was already in the show notes. So Kevin Durant is a, uh, a round ball sports ball guy. And uh, he is now uh, he's created a new SPAC firm that's creating a bunch of different projects around crypto and blockchain or investing in them. And uh, a SPAC, that is a special purpose acquisition company. And uh, they're looking for crypto enterprises there. So Durant also was a really early Coinbase backer, right? And I, I, lo- I love seeing this. It's like a lot of times when you're, when you're uh, you know, playing sports ball, you're making X amount of money, but you're only going to be doing it for maybe 10 years if you're lucky. Some people are able to have long careers. Some people are only in it for a little bit. Don't go out and buy expensive chains and cars and stuff and invest in some things. 
And, uh, you know, so that's one thing that's one thing that Durant is doing. And that's one thing Shaquille O'Neal did. Shaquille O'Neal is one of the world's most successful investors. I don't know if you know this or not, but like I believe he got in on Snapchat early, maybe LinkedIn, some some other ones. He just got in really early on and he's worth I bet Shaq's worth well more than a billion. I don't think he's ever fully disclosed what he's worth. Probably multiple billion. That dude is killing it. And uh, love to see what's going on in the space when they're they're able to leverage what they've earned and and grow it and help do good. Cool. I like big specs, and I cannot lie. Baby got spec. Old. <laughs> All right, let's go to some internal stuff here. The first thing is my son's project, which I, I am a part of as well. And so tangentially are you, Sir Lord Travis, right? Because blockchain heroes are involved. Draco Dice, the article up on 1.37 p.m. Gary V. site, Draco Dice provides a potential use case for NFT tech uh we, we think this is going to be really big the sale happens on saturday at dracodice.com d-r-a-c-o dice.com and not going to go in depth on it here but we're actually doing uh, our nifty show um and travis is helping with the nifty show because zach is in new york talking about draco dice and networking with other nft people but we pre-recorded a segment with Zach all about Draco Dice and the community is busting out. We've had like 1500 people join the discord today. Go to discord.gg forward slash Draco Dice and um, and then listen to the nifty show that comes out tonight and you'll learn everything you want to learn about it. We're very excited. 1500 today. How the hell that, that happen? Because good marketers. Wow. Because this article and some other stuff good, or what? Good marketers and yeah, partnerships and blowing it up. Yeah, so go. very exciting. Uh, and then we've got some uh, other partnerships, Trev, that we're working on. One of them is with the, the guys at Super Doge. This is fun. Yeah, Super Doge is uh, it, the token is Sup Dog, and they're creating an NFT. What's that? Sup Dog. Oh, <laughs> let me say that again because I, I didn't. I thought you were cutting me off or editing me. Um, yeah, so Super Doge. Is uh, is Sup Dog? If you go check it out on on the Coin Geckos, they are creating an NFT animated series with uh, with the world's most favorite uh, crypto dog. Right? You know, some of them I like the sheep, but Super Doge is very exciting. And so we've done Blockchain Heroes, which looks like there's a misspell there. They misspelled Heroes, talking about typos. And uh, yeah, we've done a lot of different things. We partnered with them. We think that they're the the um, what they're doing is great. The, the founder of this has built some other really cool things, working on some am other amazing things. And so how do you differentiate from all these other sort of uh, meme coins and dog coins out there? Well, you got to create something special. And that's what they're doing with this NFT series, right, Joel? I think so. It's uh, it's really clever. And uh, Zach, you know, who is the, the mega gamer is actually helping as well as a uh, an advisor for SupDog. And uh, pretty, pretty excited about what they're doing. It's like actual application and utility to a coin. You know, what, what, what could have been a shit coin is not. It's a real coin with, uh, with real value happening. 2% of every transaction fee goes back to token holders. 2% is burned and 2% goes to a charity voted by the Super Doge community. So check them out. It's superdoge.io. And uh, then, Trav, one more advisory piece, the folks at Railgun, they have come up with a way 
to make your Ethereum wallet private. Check that out. Because right now I can go and Etherscan and I can pull up anybody's wallet and look and see what's in it. What if you couldn't? Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, I not only can I look at people's Ethereum wallets, I can set alerts whenever they do anything on their wallet. Hmm. So that's not good if you want privacy, right? So I, I wonder why they originally thought that was a good idea. Hey, you can look at anybody's wallet at any time. Hey, like people like to have privacy. I, I would not want to be walking down the street and anybody could just at any time come up to me and I'd have to show them what's in my wallet, right? Like, I mean, all right, here's $51. I mean, okay. Oh, hey, let me see your vaccine card too. All right, there it is. Right. I mean, like, that just sucks. Right. I don't, you want privacy. So this right here is something that, that will provide that. So it's because they're doing a railgun DAO and rail tokens uh, on Uniswap. They launched in July of 2021 and token holders get a vote on the coins that they want listed for use in railgun. So if that's something you're interested in. Go check it out. Yeah, we're happy to uh, to work with them and they're they're happy to be with the bad media team. Um, and we're going to see how we can advise them in the marketing sphere to bring their yep. message. You'll be hearing from them in the future as we will have an interview uh, as part of our advisory with railgun.org. Railgun.org. Check it out for privacy. <laughs> so, Trav, we uh, we talked earlier how you know you're unclenched right now, and it's because you've got a crypto undo button. No, it's because I'm finally back at my house and I'm out of sight of uh, New York City and I'm not surrounded by people uh, and talking to hundreds of people. And so I'm like, ah, that's exhausting, right? It's like, it's like yes. I've been a hermit now for like the last, you know, it's the first time I was on stage in 18 months, Joel. I did the math. I think it was the last time I was on stage was at the last NFT NYC. I think did, that might have been the last time that we did were. Did you say your name was Kermit? Uh, I've been Kermit. I've been I'm Kermit the Hermit. Kermit. Uh, last time I was on stage was at Social Media Marketing World. Um, that was the last conference and we were in L.A. the last day of February and other conferences were canceling. We were already there doing our thing. And I remember thinking, wow, everybody's canceling and we're here and, and now I'm leaving San Diego, going back home and proceeded to spend the majority of my time uh, for the rest of the year in Denver until I picked up and moved to uh, Beverly. No, I didn't move to Beverly. I moved to Puerto Rico. I'm going to move to Puerto Vallarta. That sounds yeah. nice. Yeah, Mexico's nice too. Anyway, there is a crypto undo button now, and we were excited to learn about it from Asaf Naim, the CEO of Corobo. So let's Coro go to the interview, yo. One of the beautiful things about crypto is that once a transaction is made on blockchain, it's done. It's immutable. It's unerasable. It, it's it's over, gang. But one of the bad things about blockchain is that if you make a mistake, it's over. It's done. You can't. Well, is it though? The uh, the folks at Corobo say that they have created the undo button. Wow, I, I got to figure out what this thing is all about with us today to talk about. We have the CEO, Asaf Naim, and COO, Michael Pearl. Gentlemen, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you, and thank us, uh, thank you for uh, having us. Yeah, I, I, I'm fascinated with this idea of an undo button for crypto. And I, I just I want to actually jump right into that because I think that that is uh, what people are going to want to know about most how in the world can you create an undo button 
for blockchain when a transaction is already confirmed and done? I can tell you, but then I need to kill you. So, okay. Oh, well, I mean, so you know, do it. Do it. Do you do you? Okay. I mean, <laughs> you're already dead, Joel. Let me. I'll ask the next question. So, uh, <laughs> guys, basically, basically, what we do, we we create a unique transaction uh, with a passcode. Uh, this transaction you can see on the blockchain. You create the passcode and you uh, transfer the passcode to the recipient. Once the recipient sees the transaction, he needs to type the right passcode. Uh, once he do, the transaction is finished. Uh, as long as he didn't type the, the right passcode, you can retrieve the money back. So, ah, so you're kind of you're holding the crypto in in an escrow. Mm. Is that is that it? It's like going into the bucket and it's sitting in the bucket until the recipient goes, "Hey, that's mine in that bucket. Give me that. Here's the passcode." We never touch the money. It's uh, completely decentralized. Uh, so uh, it's it's kind of uh, escrow, but by the blockchain, not by us. Right. It's it's a decentralized bucket. It can't. It's not like it's sitting in there and you're going, "Oh, look at that. There's there's fifty Bitcoin sitting in there. You know, we could just snag." No, you're not doing that. Exactly. We actually doing that on Bitcoin also in a different way, but but yeah. Nobody puts baby in the bucket, isn't that a famous exactly. music quote? You can put Travis <laughs> exactly. in a bucket. It's a big bucket, but you know. Hey, get your lotion and get the bucket. There you go. <laughs> Good stuff. No, so so this is interesting. It's Carobo, K I R O B O dot I O, allowing folks to take control of their crypto. You know, because I know this. Like the very first time you're sending some cryptos to someone or you're sending from one wallet to the next, there's that, there's that sphincter test where you're just like clenching it, like, oh God, I hope it works. Does it work? I hope it works. And you're looking at the transactions, hoping that you chose the right wallet, hoping that you did not make a mistake, hoping you will not lose your money, right? And so this is a unique solution. So how did you come about this? And how did you guys uh, go about, you know, building out Carobo? Basically, my in my background, I'm an accountant. I have a master's degree in taxation, and, and I taught myself how to program. So a friend of mine asked me to to uh, run the tax crypto division, so to speak. So I started, and then uh, someone asked me to report on losses because he actually sent the money to the wrong address. So this is the, my first time, the, the first time that I actually understand that this could happen. So uh, and then the, the idea rolled over and uh, here we are. And and boom, here we are. Now we, we've got a website. So it appears that in order for this to work, people have to be using your service, right? You have your own wallet or is it an app? What is the what is the the, um, the service that people would go to to make this work? It's very simple. You don't have to switch wallet. You simply connect to the service like you connect Uniswap and generate the transaction. Okay, so you're you're like Uniswap in that respect. I mean, like I see right here on the website, I can click the P2P swap button and that's where I would go in and actually um, to make the, the exchange. Yeah, the peer to peer swap button is a different solution. It's, it's the solution that allow me uh, to exchange coins with you because there is, uh, you know, the, always the who is going to f- send forth. So it's it's different. Uh, it's involving from the undo button. The undo button is me sending you crypto. The peer-to-peer swap is me sending you crypto and expect to to receive other crypto. So this is the difference between them. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna. So 
So basically, like, for example, my brother-in-law was here and he was like, hey, I am not able to get on KuCoin because I don't have an account yet. I want some of this token. I'll send you some BNB. You send me some Gala token. Something along those lines is how you would use the peer-to-peer swap system, right? Exactly. Uh, the, the only way that uh, the, the only difference is that uh, you can do it w- not even with your uh, brother-in-law. You can do it with phone because you don't have to trust him. You send the money, and it's uh, this is a unique transaction that it, that depends by him sending you what you expect uh, to get. Oh, so Trav, I see your your gears turning on that, right? Because you know we talk about how there's uh, certain tokens that you know we can't get as U.S. citizens, right? Yeah. And now you're saying, hey, I'll send you this and uh, you can go buy these tokens. I can't. And you'll send them back to me. Is that, is that kind of how uh, it works, guys? Yeah. Uh, if, basically, if we know that uh, this token is not allowed for the US citizens, we will not allow him in, the, in our system. But you're right. Basically, you can uh, swap between uh, two different. Uh, mm. uh, the, the so we just use a VPN. Because uh, I want to use a VPN because I'm I, just because I'm American doesn't mean that I, I shouldn't be free. I should be I'm free sorry. Today. I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't hear what you're saying. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Travis is speaking I, I, a foreign language right now. I hear you. And uh, exactly. nobody understands what he's saying. That's true. Exactly. I got you. Uh, I want to ask this because this is a solution that so I look at this and, and Joel and I were having a conversation yesterday about something and it was like, this almost needs to be done with NFTs. Like what you have built right here needs to be implemented for NFTs because they're non-fungible. They're not the same, but I'm like, hey, I want to trade you this, you know, uh, crypto kitty for this cyber hornet, right? And exactly. And there's no way to do that currently, effectively, without huge gas fees. Exactly. So this is exactly what we are uh, working to do. And uh, hopefully that me- next month we can uh, announce that. Uh, and then you can send NFT and wait for the other person to send you the USDC, for example. And by the way, you can even create a share link. So you can uh, uh, put five different uh, offer, for example, this uh, uh, NFT A for $1,000 and NFT A for $2,000 and NFT and the same NFT, NFT A for $5,000. And then you can publish this uh, link and ask uh, for uh, the person that will uh, beat the fo- uh, the first to to complete the deal and that's it so uh, you can do it so right now it looks like you know this works on ethereum are there plans to expand to binance smart chain it, it's already work on binance smart chain uh, the, the announcement will be this week so uh, it also will be on uh, Binance Smart Chain, then uh, Polygon, Tron, uh, uh, and Solana. So, yeah. Wow, this is kind of world domination stuff here, Trav. Like this is a this is a cool service, much needed. And by the way, these guys are not sponsors of the show. Uh, this is one of the people that uh, you know with with all the emails we get saying, uh, you know, we'd love to be on Bad Crypto. This is one we invited straight up because I was fascinated with the story. Uh, unless mm-hmm. I'm missing something here, Trav, this is... They're not sponsors yet, here. Joel. They're not sponsors yet. <laughs> yet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but guys, uh, l- let me take uh, the opportunity here and uh, to announce uh, the future uh, roadmap. Oh, the future. So, uh, We're going into the future, Marty. Here we go. Exactly. 
<laughs> back to the future. So very so good. Oh, he, he, he picked up on the loop. That's good. He closed it. Nicely done. You, uh, you, sir, get an honorary bad cryptopia badge for that. Exactly. So uh, ba- basically, um, our goal is to, to make crypto as simple as online banking. This is the, the vision. And in order to do that, we identify three spots. The first one is the, the ability to send money to their own address. The second one is not to be able to back up your assets. So for example, if you lose your uh, seed phrase and, and your wallet or something like that, the money is lost. And the third one that if people died, they actually, um, the, the family is crying on them and on the money. So we think that they should cry only on them. So on December, we will uh, launch the backup and inheritance solution. It's completely decentralized. And by the way, we are going to combine the backup to inheritance. So if the inheritance trigger by mistake, sorry, the undo button to inheritance. So basically, if the inheritance trigger by mistake, you can undo that. So it's completely decentralized. We never touch the money. And here you have an infrastructure for all your DeFi solutions. So for example, if you provide liquidity or coin or, or loans or whatever you do, you can put it inside the vault. The, the vault is, is the technology that allow the backup and inheritance. And with this uh, mechanism, you can have backup and if something happened, so the family uh, receive you, uh, the money. I'm not dead yet. Yes, he is. Trigger the inheritance thing. No, I'm not dead. <laughs> No, I'm not dead. You are, he's dead. Go ahead and trigger it. All right, reverse it. He's not dead yet, but he'll be dead soon. Exactly. Uh, I, I love that, the inheritance functionality, because that's a concern for a lot of people, right? Because they don't want to necessarily. So it's like, all right, I'm going to give my, you know, I'll, I'll give up my inheritance to those after I decease, but I don't trust them with my private keys now. <laughs> so, so this is, a, this exactly. is a solution, right? Exactly. And, uh, Guys, we see a, a major change now. We see the history is involved in, as we speak, we see shift from CFI to DeFi. Six months ago, it was 35 billion. Today is like $105 billion mm-hmm. that goes into DeFi. That means that a lot of people hold a lot of money in their hand. This is very good thing, but this is also very scary thing because they, these people are holding the money in the hand and, and mistake could happen. People, you know what, let's agree. In the next decade, I believe that more than 1 billion people will hold crypto. Mm. And, and some of them will die, right? Imagine the tragedy. So th- this is the goal. Th- this is what we wake up every morning because we're saying, guys, we are building the, the system that will allow the masses to adopt that, that allow people to hold crypto safely. Mm. Okay. So, you know, we've got uh, your COO here sitting in, in the wings, and I know he's probably got some words. So, uh, so Michael, why don't you chime in and, and share your particular expertise here with, uh, with the audience? Hi, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, first of all, I'm a big fan listening to you on a weekly basis so thanks for that's that's me. too that's too much like that's not good for your health uh if you <laughs> listen to us weekly doctors uh 
nine out of 10 fake physicians recommend just biweekly, but, do, but then binge listen to all the, all the shows at once. It's, it's good. That's gonna explain, you want to get it. Get the it's, good, it's good for your kidneys. Yeah. If you do that, Yo, that can explain some, some cognitive problems that I had recently. Yes, it would also explain if you have any, you know, like irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, that bad crypto oh, can cause that. That's yeah, oh, no. it's true. It's a fact. Fact check me. I bitches. hear you. I hear you. So you, li- you listen <laughs> and you're still here. <laughs> yeah. So just to tap into what Asaf is saying, uh, think about it now. Uh, DeFi is all about making money, but people are not uh, thinking that much about the safety net that they need to have for that money. And basically what we do is we combine both. We create an infrastructure that facilitates the, the, the storage of the money. And obviously Asaf mentioned all the use cases of uh, uh, you know backup and inheritance and also allowing you to send the money or to swap the money while you're still keeping it in the vault and you can do whatever you want with DeFi, right? You can, you know, you can uh, connect to any DeFi project out there and there are many. You can uh, provide loans, insurance, you can do staking and your money is safe. This is, this is an important thing. You know, um, a lot of people need this. This is good. I love the idea of allowing people to control their cryptos in this way. The inheritance thing is huge. The ability to P2P swap is huge. But what but what if you don't have someone to, to swap with directly and say, I need to swap, but you need a swap, I swap buddy. On? I need a swap buddy. Do you just like pair us up with someone? Or is this like like uniswap? I don't need to find a friend beforehand. I don't I don't need any friends. And so how does that how does that work here with Karobo? First of all, Travis, if you need a swap buddy, I can hook you up. Sweet. Just, just swipe left. <laughs> yeah. but, um, that, sound, that sounds a little promiscuous. Yeah, yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> but actually, uh, we we are we're we're working on a platform that will allow people to to interact and uh, to create some sort of a marketplace for for swaps. And you're already tapping into that. And uh, in the future, people that will. Uh, uh, hold the vault, people that will basically hold their money in the vault will have the ability to swap with others and to interact with others on different levels uh, of uh, of basically swapping currencies, NFTs, and so on. Now, if you could only combine that with, you know, uh, a Tinder or Bumble-like functionality, you could, you know, meet your soulmate on Karobo, swap, <laughs> swap crypto and then swap spit. You know, I mean, there's all kinds I- of things that could happen. I- Asaf, Asaf was actually thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, for real? Like, <laughs> I'm joking, but okay. I don't want to. I don't want to trade. I don't want to trade cryptos with this person. I don't like them. They're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of uh, ruins the anonymity. Yeah. Great uh, ranking uh, mechanism. Yeah. Wait a second. Do you, do you guys have a Carabo token? Like, how's if so? What's the tokenomics on this thing? Because I was looking through here. I don't. I don't see anything. It's directly Kiro, about K I R O, K I R O. Okay, tell yeah, us about it. What is the K I R O token, and how come I haven't one heard second, of it? Uh, one second before the the token, uh, you have a share button. So if you don't have a peer to peer body, you can create the deal and share this on your Twitter, Telegram, Facebook, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, whatever you want. And if someone will uh, see that, he can uh, join. I, I think, think you said a shill button. 
That's yeah, I thought he said a shill button too. <laughs> but it is kind of shilling. It's kind of like I'm yeah. I'm I'm out there. Um you can call them coro buddies. Exactly. Oh coro buddies. By the way, this or is why Coro Bros. Coro Bros. <laughs> can we use that? This is why uh, people hire us to be marketing advisors. That's true. All right. So this is officially just announced, guys. We are now official advisors for Corobo. <laughs> We're Corobros. I guess hero tokens, I guess. I don't know. We, we are the original Corobros. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to take this. Okay. So so we, you asked about a great question about the token. And Asaf was like, well, just, you know, step off, Travis. I got other stuff I'm going to talk about first. I want to talk about the shill. I mean, the share button. Okay. Now I'll answer your question. All right, Asaf, go ahead. Yeah. So basically the function is like that. Instead of holding your uh, assets in your ledger, Trezor, whatever. So your Trezor holding your vault and the vault holding the assets. Now, the vault, if you lost access to the ledger, you basically lost access to the vault. But in the vault, you can say that if ledger A doesn't have access, then ledger B will have control. So let's say in six months. Now, what happened after six months? The answer is nothing happened after six months because someone needs to trigger the, the vault, the smart contract, in order to check himself with the owner. So, and the way that doing that is by trigger the smart contract by transaction. So why should you send transaction for me? So the answer is that when you create the backup, you are paying with Kiro and this Kiro reserve as a reward to the community that will help you when you need that. So the community now is basically trigger the smart contract on the backup uh, cases and on the inheritance. And by the way, even in, in more cases that I won't uh, elaborate on them right now. The idea is that the community is helping you and it's completely de decentralized and this is why you need the token. There you go. All right. Well, it, it look, it's a fascinating service, guys. Uh, Kirobo, K-I-R-O-B-O dot I-O. Kirobo, yo. Yo is uh, the place to go if you want to know how to swap your toe. Mm. Crypto. Right? Yeah. Is this is this does Corobo mean something in another language? Is there what what's the uh, entomology behind the word, or is it just like a word that just sounded cool? No. Basically, it's a very nice story. Um, in eighty eighty eight, there was a, a coin uh, that called Kirobo, Madagascar uh, coin, and there is uh, only nine coin like that, by the way, because the the queen. Uh, didn't like the figure, uh, how figure in the in the coin. So basically, there is only nine coin like that. We actually bought one of the uh, one of the original coin, and mm. uh, Kirobo in, in mean quarter. It was a quarter of uh, of a coin. So because we understand that twenty percent of all crypto holder, Bitcoin holder, actually lost the money. So we said quarter. It's about to. So so let's call ourselves uh, Kiro or Krip, uh, Kirobo. So this is why uh, this is this is the name. This is why we call that. Uh, that was a trick question, though, because Travis asked you what the entomology was, which, of course, is the study of insects. So there should have been something in reference to spiders or flies in your answer. I think what he meant, though, was your was your etymology, which you, you did answer that. 
You're such now, a little bitch right now. And now we all learn. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm checking. It was from the kingdom of Madagascar, right? Is exactly. the uh, the Karobo coin. Fascinating. Exactly. I'm glad I asked that question because I did not know. And she, yeah, she looks really ugly on that side. I think that's why she didn't like it. She's like, oh, I need a more defined chin. I got this. My nose is not looking good. I got her hair is a mess. Like, if you're going to make a coin, take a good selfie of me. Um, so, so this is fascinating. This is, this is interesting stuff here. You're able to swap tokens in a, uh, an effective way with sort of a, a lockup uh, with the passcode. You're going to be able to do this eventually with some NFT stuff as well. I, I love this. This is something I think is very, very much needed, especially even with the, um, you know, the inheritance kind of thing. So you guys are solving multiple problems with this platform. As I said, the goal is to be as simple as online banking. Mm-hmm. Without the ridiculous fees of, uh, of online banking. And the officials. Yeah, and, and everything else related to the traditional financial world. Fellas, thanks for, for coming on. And, uh, and sharing with us and uh, those of you in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, Kirobo.io is the site to check it out. Not yet a sponsor, but maybe uh, very soonly will be. So uh, yeah. thank, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Exactly. Thank you thank guys you so much. Travis, would you like to undo the show? Um, I would like to undo a few trades that I made. I yeah. sold something really early this last dragon week. chain. You want to undo uh, that? One? I'd like to sell that. Well, you know what? That right there is just, it is what it is. What are you going to do? But, uh, I, I got into this one token, uh, VLAS. It was VLX. And, uh, I kept looking at it. And I was like, wait a second. It's a, it's a fork of Solana. And yeah, I was, I got in like 12, 14 cents, I think. And then I was talking to a friend of mine who's in, uh, Australia and, and, uh, She's from Australia. And she's like, oh, I know the people over at Solana. Let me go talk to them. So she comes back and she goes, oh, they said to stay away from that token. It's no good. You should probably pull your money out. And I was like, ah, no, I'm not going to pull my money. And then, she, and then like two days ago, she messaged me. She goes, oh, look at CoinGecko right now. You can see that after the top 10 listings, all the rest of the exchanges have delisted them. And I was like, what? Oh, damn, they have. And then so I was like, oh, man, what? I didn't notice that before, and I was like, "What's going on with that?" And I just did, and I looked on Coin Market Cap. The other, oh wow, some, they're delisting them. What's going on? So I, I better get out. And then the the coin promptly went up another two x. I was like, <laughs> why, "Why? Why did they get delisted?" I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, "Fomoed out of it," and uh, ended up ended up missing out on some substantial gain. Actually, I think it went from like twenty cents almost up to sixty cents. And now it's in the 50 cents. But it's the same guy who did coin coinpayments.net built that. I, and I'm not affiliated with them. We haven't chatted with them about it. It's just one of those things where you don't always make the best trades at the right time. Sometimes you sell early. Sometimes you sell too late. Sometimes you don't buy at all. Things come, things may go, things may come, and all of that. And all I know is it's just really easy to stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and 
alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Oh, does that mean we're just ending the show abruptly? Yes. We got anything else you can say? We just, I mean, it was like, I didn't even see that coming. It's like, you know, when you're in New York and you turn the corner and there's a mugger in your face, you just yeah. like mugged the crap out of everybody. Yeah. I like, just dropped the mic. I, I was I, like, hey, hey, I'm going to take a right like, turn in Albuquerque. You're like, I'm done, bitches. I sold my, my VLX too early and I'm out. Yeah. But I did, I did get into some MAGA coin real quick. So that's nice. Yeah. We'll get a game before they rug pull it. <laughs>